I remember a light from Flashbangs and Frag Grenades by Calchexis read by Sam Gabriel based on League of Legends by Riot Games Jinx was missing. That, in and of itself, wasn't normally cause for alarm. It wasn't unusual for Jinx to go walk about around Piltover or Zahn for hours, or more rarely now, days at a time. She did that less lately, but only because Jinx tended to make every effort to fall asleep next to Lux, unless she had a very good reason. That Jinx was missing wasn't what had Lux's stomach in knots. It was the fact that their apartment had, put generously, been turned upside down, inside out, and then riddled with holes. The desk by the window was overturned, and the window itself was wide open. The couch that they watched the sunrise from had been flipped over entirely. Jinx's haphazard collection of schematics, blueprints, and idle ideas scribbled on pieces of parchment were scattered absolutely everywhere. Anything even vaguely breakable—vases, plates, glasses—was in pieces on the floor. Worse, though, was the writing. All over the walls were contorted faces and disjointed phrases scratched out in black ink in Jinx's crabbed, messy handwriting. The nature of the phrases was, if anything, the most disturbing aspect of all. Not my fault. Stop talking. All my fault. Didn't mean to. None of it made any actual sense, but all of it suggested that Jinx hadn't been attacked or abducted. It was like she'd had some kind of episode. Jinx. Lux murmured the name as she picked her way through the apocalyptic mess her lover had apparently left behind. Lux had been gone most of the day. That, too, wasn't unusual. Her duties to the Radiant did occasionally require her to do her job, which generally involved shadowing important merchants, collecting dead drops, investigating rumors of corruption, and the like. How long? Lux looked around, trying to piece together a timeline anything that might help her get a lead on Jinx's location. Kneeling next to a shattered vase, she swept her hand over the dark spot left on the rug. It was still wet, but not soaked. Two hours ago, then? Maybe three at the outside? Wiping her hands on her pants, Lux grabbed her cloak from the peg it hung from by the door and threw it over her shoulders. Pulling on her gloves, she kicked the door closed, locked it, then moved to the window and leaned out from it. Zahn yawned dizzily open beneath her. She'd chosen the spire specifically because of its proximity to the Undercity in the event that Jinx didn't want to be tied down to living with her. In the end, it hadn't been necessary, but it was still nice for her work to be able to access both Zahn and Piltover with equal ease. A small part of Lux had hoped to find Jinx sulking outside, perched with her usual awkward grace, but there was nothing. Lux's heart was beating painfully inside of her chest, Something was wrong. She could feel it in her bones. Something was very wrong with Jinx. And Lux had no idea where she was or even where she might be. Zahn, surely. If Jinx was in a bad way, she would always fall back to Zahn rather than stay in Piltover. For all of its horror, grunge, and alarmingly populous murder-hobo demographic, Zahn was and always would be Jinx's home, will betide any who try to hunt Jinx in the trenches and fissures. With that said, being almost dead certain that Jinx had descended into Zahn didn't exactly narrow down Lux's options. Not even born Zahnites knew exactly how deep and how far most of Zahn actually spread. Well, 
Lux muttered as she slung herself out of the window and began scaling down the spire. I have to start somewhere. Not looking for Jinx wasn't even an option. After all Lux had promised, hadn't she? That if Jinx was lost, Lux would always find her. Naturally, the easy options were dead ends. Jinx's old hideaway where she had put Lux up prior to their raid on Redgrin's nightclub was silent as a tomb. A thick patina of dust coated almost every inch of the place, and it was clear that Jinx hadn't been back in months. Even the power grid she had rigged up seemed to have fallen into disrepair. Her next attempt was the various black markets that Jinx frequented. Lux knew more than a few merchants of death down that way, which kept Jinx well supplied with base components that she couldn't easily scavenge for herself. Jinx had been good enough to make introductions, and now they existed as part of Lux's go-to network of contacts and informants in the trenches, something no other Demacian infiltrator had ever managed to create. Thanks to them, which largely meant thanks to Jinx, Lux had been able to keep apprised of many of the greater comings and goings of the Undercity. Unfortunately, they were all dead ends, too. Not one of them had seen scarred hide nor blue hair of the woman that day. You're sure? Lux's eyes were blazing behind the featureless mask she always wore around her contacts as she towered over a withered sump treasure named Cluse, who had a knack for pulling up delicate hextech. You're absolutely sure you have no clue where she could be? She was starting to lose her temper, and she gripped her light rod, which was beginning to glow balefully. Yes, I, I mean, I mean no. Cluse held up shaking hands that were scarred with chem burns. I promise you, miss, I wouldn't lie, not to you. He swept a hand over his head, gathering up his stained bandana in one hand and bringing it around to mop the sweat from his brow as Luck stepped back and blew out a breath while she tried to calm herself down. She'd been crawling through Zaun for the better part of four hours, and there was no sign of Jinx. None. That was alarming for a variety of reasons, because by now she should have at least blown something up. Okay. Lux nodded as her mind switched gears. Then let's try a different angle. She raised her rod and hovered the gleaming gem between Cluse's eyes. Who knows Zaun well enough to be able to tell me where someone like Jinx might go? One name... And if it pans out, I'll drop you a bonus. Clus licked his lips nervously, carting his fingers through scraggly black hair that chemicals had bleached white in uneven patches. She could see the gears turning behind his watery gray eyes. He wouldn't cheat her, she knew that much. He'd made too much money selling her information about illegal chemical dumping to risk that particular meal ticket. Moreover, he knew that she ran with Jinx, and nobody in Zon was stupid enough to cross Jinx like that. No, Lux was sure that he was trying to come up with a name that was reasonable enough that he might still get paid, even if the tip didn't wholly pan out. Uh, okay, yeah. Close pulled his bandana back on, then reached into one of the many pockets of his vest and drew out a cheap, bent stylus and a piece of stained parchment. But you're not gonna like it. Try me, Lux growled. As it turned out, Clues had been right. Lux had not liked it. With that said, she also hadn't been able to deny that it was a good tip, and that it even come with directions. She had left him with a reasonable bounty, equal to the amount he would have made all afternoon, by way of thanks. She'd been short with him, and she preferred to leave her contacts with a good impression after their dealings with her. It made them marginally less likely to sell her out, if only because that impression would often weigh her as the lesser evil. Lux pulled the directions out and examined the scrap of parchment again. 
The directions weren't great, but at the same time she was in Zarn, where little niceties like street names were suggestions at best. Clambering through another set of sewer pipes, Lux found herself doubly grateful for the mask she was wearing. It was made up of three layers, with soft leather making up the part that set against her face, which covered the second layer of tubes, filters, and mechanisms that allowed her to breathe the noxious air of Zahn more easily. The outer layer was smooth, polished white metal that almost looked like porcelain, and had no features beyond a pair of slanted, predatory eyes. Jinx had made it for her months ago in case Lux had to go into Zahn. She'd been worried about the air quality. It was one of a thousand tiny, thoughtful actions that never failed to stick in Lux's memory. Lux knew that Jinx was thinking about her every second of every day. Anytime she began to doubt that, even a little, the madcap woman would inevitably do something silly and sweet and potentially environmentally hazardous that would prove her doubts wrong. Because Jinx loves Lux. Swallowing back her dread, Lux folded up the paper and continued to move through the sewers. Three times she got turned around. Once she had to find an alternate route thanks to a clogged pipe, a clog which she studiously did not examine too closely. But eventually she found her way into the twisting mess of Zahn's depths because, as it turned out, even the underbelly had an underbelly. The deeper she went, the more machines she saw in working order. Pipe networks were clean and kept in good repair despite the conditions— Hisses and coughs of steam occasionally jutted through the air from pressure sensors. Occasionally, Lux got a glimpse of strange fluids moving through the pipes, and considering who she was going to see, Lux decided she had no desire to get any closer to them than was absolutely necessary. Eventually, she reached her goal. It was a laboratory hung suspended over a massive turbine that filled the air with harsh metal scrapes as it hummed gratingly. Lux collapsed her rod and hid it away under her cloak, before making her way cautiously over the catwalk. There was more wind than she liked, and her slight stature and cloak made crossing the metal path perilous. How the lab's owner got in there, Lux had no idea, given that the man was easily five times her weight and far more than head and shoulders taller than her. The door was scaled for its owner, unlike the catwalk, and Lux felt absurdly like a child trying the knob of her father's study door as she raised a fist and slammed it twice against the solid surface. She would wait one minute, and not a breath longer. Jinx was still out there somewhere, and she needed her light. She needed Lux. Forty-four, forty-five, forty-six, forty-six. Lux cut off her count as the door was pushed open, and even through the filters of her mask, she could smell the acrid tang of chemicals. Hmm. Dark eyes gleamed from the shadows, staring down at Lux. Customer, perhaps. His voice was ragged and harsh, and every word sounded like it had been dragged across half a mile of gravel. Certainly came with a purpose, didn't you? Come in, then. The door was pushed open a little more before the figure vanished back into the darkness and Lux muttered a quiet curse as she slipped inside. The only light came from glowing batches of strange chemicals that cast the room in eerie shades of putrescent green and vomitous purple. She followed the plodding, thunderous footsteps of her host as he moved unerringly through the dark room, until finally he arrived at what Lux could only guess was his main workstation. It was marginally cleaner than anything else in the room. "'What can I do for you, then?' 
he asked as he turned the Bunsen burner on a little higher, casting his stooped, lupine form in harsh relief. I was told you might know an answer to a question I had, Lux replied, her voice modulated and muffled by her mask. I hope it's true, because I had to slog my way through a mile of the most unspeakable sludge in Zaun to reach you. Hmm. Information. Not my usual stock in trade, the man muttered as he turns to face her. Even silhouettes that he was terrifying. Believe me, I was as surprised as you, Lux admitted. Even my order didn't know where you were hiding out between your rare matches with the League. A raspy chuckle like a syphilitic cough shook his chest. Needs must, as they say, he said. Needs must indeed, Lux said flatly. Especially for war criminals like you, Singed. The scarf covering the lower half of the mad chemist's face shifted slightly, and Lux got the impression he was smiling. Half of her had no desire to see what that smile looked like, but the other half was morbidly curious. War criminal is a technicality, Singed replied casually. There were no laws against the deployment of my weapons against Ionia at the time. Only because it's never a war crime the first time, Lux retorted. Inventing atrocities isn't a point of pride, and the Ionians would pay a great deal to see you dead for doing so. They are far from the only ones. Singed towered to his full height as he regarded Lux, and in that moment he struck her as nothing so much as an obscenely enormous vulture. But my crimes aren't why you're here, are they? He leaned in a little, stooping over her again. You want to know something. Do you know Jinx? Singed chuckled again. Of course. She's missing. The bald skin over his eyes, where long scorched-away eyebrows might once have rested, twitched up, and he ran his hand thoughtfully over his bald paint. Is she now? he muttered. How curious. Lux narrowed her eyes, suddenly doubly glad of the mask hiding her expressions. His tone of voice, it sounded more familiar than she liked. Lux had made a profession of reading and manipulating people, and tonal inflections were a basic part of that. The way Singed spoke suggested more than a passing, professional awareness of Jinx. It sounded almost affectionate. Taking a step forward... Lux poured every ounce of venom she had into her next question. Where is she? she hissed. How do you know she's missing? Singed countered. Perhaps she's simply moved on. She does that at times. That's not what happened. I, I found signs. Lux had almost mentioned their home. Phrases carved into walls along with faces and... No, she didn't move on. She's here in Zaun somewhere, I'm sure of it. Hmm. Faces and phrases, you say? Singed repeated. He put his back to Lux and knelt, pulling box after box out from beneath various desks, each one dustier and mustier than the last. As he did, he muttered to himself, mostly unintelligibly, but he was obviously looking for something. As much as it rankled, Lux let him. He knew more than he was saying, and she wasn't going to leave until she knew how much. I wonder, is it still here? 
Singed said aloud, as he drew out a metal box that was clearly quite a bit older than everything else. Flipping the lid open, he sifted through the contents before finally pulling out an old, disintegrating notebook. It was bound with scrap metal and looked fit to fall apart, but Singed opened the cover and turned the pages with a surprisingly delicate touch given his size and frame. Yes, did they look... He held out the notebook. Anything like this? Doodles and scribbles of contorted faces with X's for eyes and nonsense phrases identical to the ones on their wall stared back at Lux from the pages. The handwriting was so much cruder and sloppier. It lacked the sharp and distinct qualities of Jinx's usual style, but it was still clearly in Jinx's hand. A much younger Jinx. Where did you get this? Lux breathed as she reached out a shaking hands to touch the fragile pages. She left it in my lab years and years ago, Singed said with a dark laugh as he closed it. I always meant to give it back to her, but... He shrugged. I never got around to it. Why was she in your lab? Lux snarled. Why would she leave behind one of her notebooks? She took another step forward. What did you do to her? The skin of his brow twitched up again. Due to her, Singed repeated with a note of mock confusion. I didn't do anything to her. I was babysitting her. The bottom dropped out of Lux's stomach as she took a step back. As to why she left it, Singed shrugged again. She left it behind because she had fallen asleep. By the time her father came around to pick her up. Her father? Lux mouthed the two words numbly. Of course, she must have had a father, right? And a mother, Jinx, didn't just spring forth from a sump. That was absurd. Still, the idea of Jinx as a child, of Jinx growing up in Zon, having it all be made real in front of her was jarring. He and I were close once, Singed continued, apparently oblivious to Lux's crisis. We worked together on many projects. The last time I saw him, he begged me to save Jinx's life. And? Lux asked Harley. I did, obviously, Singed replied as he put the notebook away. And I made her stronger than ever. Lux swallowed thickly. Her hands were shaking and her stomach was doing flips. She wanted to know more. She wanted to know everything. The worst part was that she had almost no doubt at all that Singed could tell her things that not even Jinx knew about herself. But that wasn't fair. It wasn't fair to her and it wasn't fair to Jinx. Besides, it wasn't Jinx's past Lux was concerned with. It was her present and her future. Right now, something was wrong with Jinx and Lux needed to find her. Where is she? Lux whispered. Please, I'll trade you whatever you want. Just, can you tell me where she is? Singed made a phlegmy but thoughtful hum and tapped his masked chin for a moment, then nodded. I may. Assuming she really is starting to remember. Remember? Lux looked up sharply. Jinx's mind it was always a fractious thing, Singed said. So much of herself is buried under other, sharper parts of herself, and she likes it that way.
But if she's remembering, then she may have gone back to where it started. Singed nodded, and for once, even his strange, darkly lit eyes seemed distant with memory. He dug around in another box for a few moments, before pulling out something that looked blessedly like an actual map. Unfolding it, Singed looked over the haphazard arrangement of lines and pipe networks before nodding to himself. Now, he turned to face Lux again, regarding payment. Right, of course. What do you want? Lux asked. Gold? I can get you that, although, depending on the amount, you might have to, to give me time. Nothing so crude as gold, Singed said. You want information? Perhaps I want information, too. Lux bit her lip. That could be a very dear price. The thing she knew. A monster like Singed could do a lot of damage with the right information. Still, it's not as though anyone would know that she'd been the one who gave up the information. Not even the Radiant knew the depths of her knowledge. Whatever he wanted, she would give him. For Jinx. Fine. Lux crossed her arms. Ask. Tell me. Singed reached out one long, grotesque arm and hovered his finger in front of her face. Who is under that mask? Lux stared for a long moment at that gnarled finger as her heart beat a staccato rhythm in her chest. Of all the things to ask, that was possibly the most dangerous to her specifically, and to Jinx. But did she have a choice? No. No, of course she didn't. With a shaking hand, Lux brought a hand up to her mask, gripped it tight, took a deep breath, and disengaged the seals. Air escaped with a pneumatic hiss as she pulled the white metal away and lowered it, and her straight blonde locks fell into place as she stared up at Singed with her bare face. Singed stared back at her. It wasn't quite surprise in his eyes, but there wasn't the malice she had expected either. He looked more curious than anything. Interesting, he finally said, waving his hand for her to put the mask back on, which Lux did gladly. She couldn't have held her breath much longer. Putting his back to her again, Singed picked up a stylus and began sketching something out on the map. His hand moved with quick, sure motions despite their ruin, and after a minute's work, he tossed the stylus away, picked up the map, and held it out to Lux. Here you are, he said. And there was an odd smile in his voice. Follow the directions, and you'll find a carcass of a building alongside the widest part of the river at the edge of the old lanes. It's the oldest part of Zon back when that name was just a pipe dream. And there were only the trenches, the fissures, and the lanes. Lux took the map cautiously and tucked it away. That's it? she asked. You... Who are you going to tell? About me, I mean. Tell? Singed echoed. Hmm. Tell me, Lux on a crown guard. Are you going to hurt, Jinx? Never, Lux hissed. Once more, the scarf over his mouth twitched like he was smiling, and Singed nodded, then shrugged again and turned away. 
then I'm sure I have no idea what you're talking about, whoever you are. That, more than anything, stunned Lux called. She couldn't claim to know Singed well. She wasn't sure who could make that claim, in fact. He was one of the eldest of the League's champions and had a dark history with many of them. Jinx, too, apparently. But even those who had crossed his poisoned path couldn't claim to know him. Still, this odd mercy struck Lux as deeply strange. Why? she asked. Hmm? He was still acting as though they were complete strangers. And Lux couldn't help but smile just slightly beneath her mask. Hypothetically, I mean, she continued. Why might you not? That is, why? Glass and metal clicked and clinked as he worked at whatever experiment he had been fiddling with prior to her arrival. And he never turned around, but... But after a moment, he went out another raspy hum of acknowledgement. Hypothetically, he echoed. I would conjecture that perhaps I simply feel obligated to the daughter of an old friend. That was both what Lux had expected and not, but she accepted it nonetheless as she pulled her hood more tightly over her head and turned to leave. She had places to be and a madwoman to track down. When you find her, Singed said as Lux pushed the door open, and she looked back over her shoulder to see the cadaverous shadow of the man still stooped over his work table. Piltover and Zon have taken more from that girl than you will ever know. So when you find her, see to it that you do not take from her as well. I won't, Lux said quietly. I promise. Her world was a storm of noise and static. It washed over her in surging tides, smothering her one moment and leaving her in free fall the next. Every inch of her body hurt, her limbs ached, her joints protested, and her head, most of all, was a clangor of agony. Clangor. Clang. Cling-clang, what's in a name? Jinx was on her knees, twitching and jerking in place as her mind rattled loudly in her skull. Memories were rolling around her head like marbles in soup, rattling and spitting and making faces at her from the darkness. Shut up! Jinx hissed, baring her teeth at the darkness behind her. The shadows that had been following her, mocking her and jeering at her, scattered with tin-can laughter. For the past weeks her dreams had been getting darker and stranger and more real. It was getting to the point that Jinx had actually dreaded going to sleep. She couldn't remember the last time she even thought about sleeping. Sleep happened when it happened, preferably in the company of Lux, but lately the idea of falling asleep actually scared Jinx. But not even she could put sleep off forever. Eventually her body gave out, her mind sunk in the mire, and way down there it found something, something terrible. Something pointy and mean and full of nasty whispers. A big bad box. In her dream she was sinking in the dark, and in the dark she saw a box. In that box she heard voices, warm voices and words that tantalized her. She wanted to know, but did she? Yes, of course she did. After all, how bad could it be? Blood leaked from Jinx's nose. 
and she darted her tongue out to lick it reflexively. In the distance, a toxtoad croaked. Another flash flood of whispers crashed over her, and Jinx flinched and dropped down, curling into a miserable ball on the filthy ground. All around her were shadows, familiar shadows that hissed and whispered at her. They whispered names and words and accusations. She's a jinx. Tears slipped down Jinx's cheeks as she threaded her fingers over her head and through her hair, trying to hold her skull together as it pounded and pounded and pounded. Her narrow chest was heaving as the world rocked and careened around her, carried on tempest waves of static and screams and memories of fire. She didn't want to remember. She didn't want to remember. Voices hissed and snapped around her, circling her head like carrion birds. She knew them, each and every one of them. She knew their voices and the colors of their eyes. She knew them, but she didn't remember them. She didn't want to remember them. Because you're a jinx! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry! Jinx sobbed the words out, blubbering miserably, even though she couldn't remember the faces or names of who she was apologizing to. Don't cry, Jinx, you're perfect. Jinx, she was Jinx. Cling, clang, what's in a name? Jinx sang the words brokenly. What's my name? It's Jinx. Shrill, tinny laughter followed the final word, and Carrion's static hissed that name above her. Over and over it laughed and echoed her name. It crowed it at her, snarled it at her, shouted and screamed and accused it. Jinx, 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 Jinx! Jinx spasmed, curling in on herself and wrapping her arms over her head. Tremors rocked through her narrow frame as arms wrapped around her, dragging her up and up and out of the mire and far, far away from the box full of voices. Jinx, please, talk to me. And suddenly she was warm. Warmer than she should be, warmer than she deserved to be. There was light, a different light from the box at the bottom of the darkness. It was bright and sunny and sounded like gold. Soft lips pressed to her cheek over and over. They brushed across her eyelids and over her lips and up to her forehead, all while a voice that made the hissing static seem further and further away whispered her name. Jinx. Slowly and achingly, Jinx found her focus again. And when she did, she found herself staring up into a pair of teary blue eyes. Soft gold hair fell around the face of an angel, and tears tracked down her cheeks, and Jinx reached a hand up and out to brush the tears away. Jinx? The mouth moved and pushed air and it made a sound like a name. Clang, clang, what's in a name? Jinx laid one hand on the angel's cheek, then the other, and traced the lines of her face with her thumbs. I know you, Jinx muttered. The angel sniffled and laughed weakly as she pulled Jinx into a tight hug, burying her face in Jinx's dirty hair. Well, I should hope so, she cried as she rocked Jinx back and forth in her arms. God. Jinx leaned in, 
pressed her face into the crook of the angel's shoulder, and took a deep breath before letting it out in shuddering waves. My head hurts, Blondie. I know, Lux whispered against her crown. But it's all right. Everything's all right. I found you, and you're going to be okay. Where am I? Jinx muttered, looking up and around as her vision sharpened and started taking in the area around her. It was dark and dank. It was Zaun. The deepest, darkest parts of Zaun, the oldest parts of Zaun. The place that people who knew people, or who were people once, called the Lanes. Water that stank of chemicals flowed slowly nearby, and all around them were the burnt and scorched husks of walls and timbers, most of which were in various states of rot and decay. I don't know, Lunk said quietly. But it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you're safe, okay? I think I did a bad thing, Blondie, Jinx said. I think I did a really bad thing. Lux held her quietly for several long moments, her slender fingers tracing comforting lines down Jinx's back. Those touches grounded her, chasing away the static wraiths and carrion whispers. That's okay, Jinx, she said finally. Even if you blew it all up, I know you didn't mean to. Tears burned their way out of Jinx's eyes and down her cheeks as she held on to Lux. It felt like those tides of memories could sweep in at any moment and just take her away again. But she didn't want to go away. She didn't want them to take her. Lux wouldn't let them take her. Lux would keep her steady. Lux would keep her safe. Lux would do it because Lux could do anything. I... I think I want to go home, Blondie, Jinx said. Yeah. Lux hunked her a little tighter. Let's go home. They made their way out of the darkness, up and up and up. Jinx leaned on Lux for most of the way, and Lux never let go of her even once, as if she were afraid that Jinx might just float away if she did. That was fair. Jinx wasn't sure that she wouldn't. When they finally made it back to the spire, Jinx could barely move. Her legs were leaden, her head was pounding, and her mouth tasted like she'd just gargled half a sump's worth of wastewater. Lux didn't look much better. Her cloak was coated in grime, and her blonde hair was streaked with filth, but she was smiling. She was smiling at Jinx. I'm sorry, Blondie, Jinx murmured as they finally got back into their apartment. It's okay, Lux said as she pulled Jinx along towards the bathroom. Lux shucked off her cloak and leathers, then ran the bath, and while the water heated and the bathroom slowly filled with steam, she helped Jinx pull her own clothes off, then got an arm around her, hoisted her up, and slowly lowered her into the bath. Jinx sighed as she sank into the water that was quickly darkening with filth. Neither of them spoke. For once, Jinx didn't mind the silence. At least it wasn't filled with whispers. The static and the whispers were gone, and that was enough. She could make more noises later. Different noises, better noises. Instead of words, Lux hummed softly as she swept a damp rag over Jinx's limbs, starting with her arms and shoulders, 
then leaning her forward to get to her back. She wiped the grime from her legs and feet, and eventually dropped the rag to move behind Jinx and start working on her long, messy hair. I, uh, I think I had a bad dream, Jinx said sleepily while Lux massaged oils into Jinx's hair before combing them out to get the last bits of grit and slime from the blue strands. Do you want to talk about it? Lux asked. I don't remember it, Jinx admitted. Lux paused for a moment with her fingers still tangled in the loose coils of her long hair. Then she made a quiet sound in the back of her throat and said, That's okay, maybe that's better. Jinx tipped her head back and stared up into blue, blue eyes, and Lux smiled down at her gently. After all, she continued, it was just a dream, right? Just a dream. A dream she fell asleep to and a dream she woke up to was all just a dream, right? The static whispered cloyingly around her for a moment. Then Lux moved her fingers again and it went away. And Jinx let out a quiet sigh of relief. Yeah, just a dream. Jinx leaned her head against Lux's hands as a shudder rolled through her, and she whispered, I don't want to dream again, Blondie. Lux stroked her cheek fondly, then leaned down over her and pressed a kiss to her lips. Lux's lips were so soft and so warm, and the moment Lux pulled away, Jinx chased them, and that earned her a small laugh. She kissed Jinx again and again, until the whispers were all gone. Feel better? Jinx smiled again, her lips stretching ear to ear and nodded. Good, Lux said as she stroked Jinx's cheek. That's my girl. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voice over a character, Get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.